This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt and this is Jessica. And welcome to John chapter 10 as we read the Bible and do a Bible study with you. Hopefully uh, you can get your Bible out and read along with us. But before we do that, what's been going on these days? What's, what's happening around? Well, happy fall. You know, we had one day of fall, and it was actually on your birthday last week, oh, September yeah. 30th, which I thought was awesome. I was like, happy birthday to you. It's fall. And then then it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll come back and go. And I, the people who move here from other places like Colorado or Michigan who have an actual fall, I just have to, like, walk them through that. You know, yeah. they're like, what happened to fall? I got my boots out. And I'm like, sorry, it'll be back maybe. And, you know, you walk them through it. I don't know if you could see our co-host over here, Denver. Denver Cuddles Stahlbaum is here and he will be in and out as he pleases because that's how he rolls. <laughs> Can you believe that I like a dog now? No. I know. You hated dogs forever. Yep. And here we are. Here we are. No, this is proof. People you're gonna, can change. Yeah, you're going to be a dog lady. <laughs> no, just don't <laughs> even say that. Anyway, what is new with you? Oh, man. All the all the stuff. But isn't Flourish coming up this week? It is. We're actually going to talk a lot about that in this chapter because John 10 is the chapter that we're doing today. And John 10 verse 10 is the verse that God gave me for specifically this year's conference, Flourish Abundance. It is coming up in four days this coming Friday, October 9th. It is an all-digital conference, but we also have options to go watch it at Host Homes, which is amazing. We finished up packing all the party boxes. So when you sign up, it's 20 bucks and you get access to the the conference, obviously, but then you get a party in a box, which is incredible. It has a journal. It has, I'm not even going to tell you all the other things it has in it, except I'm going to tell you this one thing. It has a card that teaches you how to do soap, which is a way to read your Bible. But on the back of the card is a unique handwritten note from someone on our prayer team. So these girls on our prayer team wrote over 400 handwritten unique notes for people. Wow. And they just prayed and said, God, what does this girl who's going to get this box need to hear from you today? And we finished, I was reading some of the notes and I was just like trying not to bawl my eyes out because they were so specific. And I know that when you get this card, this box, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, how did they know? It's just going to all work out. That's a perfectly. cool idea. It, it's going to be amazing. So I can't wait till, till that all that happens. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just enjoying being older because I just had a birthday. Yeah. So I'm old. You, no, you're not. <laughs> you are so handsome. Thank you. You just get more and more handsome. How <sighs> do you do it? Uh, it's hard work. <laughs> Just the way God, that's what Adeline says, our daughter. Just the way I'm God like, made yeah, me. Yeah, I'm like, how are you so pretty? Just God made me this way. She's awesome. Yep. So anyway, we're going to be in John chapter 10. I think uh, we all know the election's coming, and which means that there's just going to be more chaos. So I think it's just so much more important that we're in the Word of God, that we're spending time focusing on Him. That way we can kind of just avoid... Getting sucked up into all the drama. Well, you know what else? Like, there will be chaos. Like, that's obvious. But there will be less chaos if we in ourselves are not have peace. And we are in the Word. And we are then bringing peace into situations. And we are... We are stewards of peace and yeah. hope. So getting in the word will yes, help. I, th- I think there's been a general challenge on people spending time in the Bible. Yeah, uh, I've noticed in myself. I've noticed in others echoing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just I think we're just gonna kick the devil in the teeth and yeah. just read our Bibles 
and keep going and get after it. So John chapter 10, verse 10, you want to read first or what do you want to do? I will read first and I will read through 21 and you'll start at 22. All right. All right. John chapter 10. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up from some other place on the stone wall, that one is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, the protector and provider. The doorkeeper opens the gate for this man and the sheep hear his voice and pay attention to it. And knowing that they listen, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out to pasture. When he's brought all his own sheep outside, he walks on ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice and recognize his call. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was talking about. So Jesus said again, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door for the sheep leading to life. All who came before me as false messiahs and self-appointed leaders are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture, spiritual security. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. But the hired man who merely serves for wages, who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees the wolf coming, deserts the flock and runs away. And the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The man runs because he is a hired hand who serves only for wages and is not concerned about the safety of the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know without any doubt those who are my own and my own know me and have a deep personal relationship with me. Even as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my very own life, sacrificing it for the benefit of the sheep. I have other sheep besides these that are not of this fold. I must bring those also, and they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my own life so that I may take it back. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down voluntarily. I'm authorized and have power to lay it down and to give it up, and I am authorized and have power to take it back. This command I have received from my father. A division of opinion occurred again among the Jews because of those words of his. Many of them said, he has a demon, he's mad, insane, he raves and rambles. Why listen to him? Others were saying, these are not the words and thoughts of one possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I'll give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you are a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because because I said I am God's son. Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father." 
Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. There he stayed, and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Man, that was a good chapter. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. I have to start with John 10.10, which is, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Jesus is talking, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is the verse that God gave me when I was thinking about Flourish for 2020. It was back probably in July 2019, and I wrote it in my Bible, and it, it wasn't actually the word abundance. It was about Jesus coming that we may have life and enjoy life, and then the word abundance came to me later in several different ways. It was incredible, but I think this is a really important verse to know. It's an important verse to memorize. I think there's some like linchpin verses in the Bible that are really good to have ready to go and ready to have hidden in your heart so that it can come to your mind when needed. You know, when you're dealing with, um, as a church and we're, we are a business and we're a ministry and we're all of these things and we have employees and we all work together, but we also go to church together. So we're brothers and sisters in the Lord, but we're also employ, you know, employees and coworkers and, there's all these dynamics and there comes a little bit of extra tension sometimes when you're working in the ministry, let's say, because there's this extra added element of spiritual attack. The thief is the enemy, just Satan. He comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. And there's been some conversations um, that I've been having with people and be like, don't forget what we are doing. The enemy doesn't like what we are doing. We are having church. We are making ministries happen, freedom ministries especially, the enemy hates it. And so he will come. If you see um, stealing and killing and destroying and backbiting and talking and gossip and slander and all those things, those are indicators that the enemy is not happy with what you're doing. And so A, keep going, but B, recognize it as an attack and recognize recognize that the person in front of you is not your enemy. The enemy is your enemy. That is the one side. The other side is Jesus came that we may have life and have it to the full and to enjoy it and have it abundantly till it overflows. So that is the life that is promised to us. We we are we we don't have to worry about what the enemy is doing, but we do need to be aware of it. So I could talk a lot about Keep that. Keep going. I'm good. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I could, but I won't. <laughs> All right. What I like about it is just this thought of invite, the invite into this life. Like Jesus is allowing these conversations because he wants these people to be a part of this. He's invited disciples in. He's saying, you know, I am the shepherd and, and I'm looking for sheep. I My sheep hear my voice. And it's like an invitation into the flock. It's an invitation in to, uh, you know, for us, I think what's relevant is into the community of Christ, is that we're part of a community, we're part of a church, we're part of a group and a gathering of people, and uh, we gather together to hear God's voice together. Yeah, can we hear God's voice um, alone? Of course, but we can't really be the church alone. We can't be, we can be a believer, we can be a Christian, but we can't uh, really be uh, the sheep with the shepherd together, right? right? And so the invitation I'm, I'm saying is like, man, come on, if you're, if you're on the outside, you know, if you if you don't have a community of believers that you're gathering with, 
come on, be a part of ours, you know, like go or go find one. If, 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 you know, if, if you can't be a part of East coast for some reason, go find a gathering of mm-hmm. believers. And, you know, for some people they've been gathering online and you need an encouragement to, uh, to get into a building. Yeah. Come on. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've just been out there to kind of, I don't know, searching and, and looking It's it's now time to just consider an option, consider doing something, join, join East coast digital, join, join East coast in a building, join one of our campus. We're doing, we're doing great things. I mean, one thing that we're, uh, we're working towards is building a new building in Vieira, Florida. And uh, we've been working for that on a long time. We didn't just think of that during this pandemic and during this season, <laughs> Be the worst time uh, but we've ever. been, yeah, we've been <laughs> building up to this. And so that's been a thing that's going on at East coast is expanding. It's growing. In the meantime, East coast Vieira is meeting at Vieira high school. And, and so, guess what? Get people gather together two services on a Sunday morning in Vieira High School, and we work together uh, to build a church, to build a community, and it's an incredible gathering of people. Um, and we're working towards building a building, which we're going to let people know pretty soon, uh, October, some of the plans for that. Exciting. And so it's very exciting if you want to be a part of something like that. Now's the time. Yeah. You know, I had a friend say to me, man, I'm really excited to be about be part of this church in this season. Yeah. Me too, man. So many things are growing and, and moving and shaping up and, and really against all odds where we're going to give God all the credit for, for what's happening. We're not, we're, you know, we picked the wrong timing for everything, but with God and his infinite timing and his ability, I mean, we're, we're right together. We're going for it. And so I just love the invitation into uh, being a sheep, of the great shepherd, Jesus. I actually love how wrong of timing it is because it's going to prove that only God could make this happen. Only God could build a building in a pandemic after a pandemic season. Only God could do what he's doing in our digital campus. Only God could do what he's doing in the lives of the believers and bringing people in for the first time during the season. It's like incredible. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise, it says. And I want to say too that people who call East Coast home or don't yet but want to or need a place to call home, we are open. Like all of four of our locations are open, two in Merritt Island, one in Cocoa, one in Vieira. Um, our digital campus is always open. And I want to add to that encouragement. It's real comfy to watch church at home on your couch. I loved it for a season. I am going to be completely honest. I totally loved it. I never dressed up. I always was in my pajamas and my kids were too. And other people were like, we make our kids get dressed up. And I'm like, I am wearing pajamas as long as I can. And I will say that that shift to get back into a physical building the first week was like, oh, you know, you just, I had to push myself just a little bit. And that's me. And I love church and we work there. Like, (laughs) I'm just telling you, it's normal. You do have to push yourself over that edge. And then you're like, oh my gosh, we're singing together in a room where these, we're sheep gathered together. And it's incredible. So I just want to give you that encouragement. If you are feeling the tug to come back, welcome back. Welcome home. That's good. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about verse 18, he, uh, Jesus is talking again and he says, no one, he's talking about, let me go back to 17. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my own life so that I may take it back. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down voluntarily. I'm authorized and have power to lay it down and give it up. I'm authorized and have power to take it back. This command I have received from my father. This is talking about Jesus having the authority to lay down his life for us to pay for our sins, to be our salvation. And this past weekend at church, I shared on communion and I talked about the fact that when the beginning of this year started, it was all about vision 2020, right? The end of 2019, it was a very refining year for a lot of people. Going into 2020, it was all about 2020 vision. Things are going to be so clear. And 
easy. I feel like there was even this like expectation of ease coming. I mean, I, I felt that. I was like, come on, 2020. Well, well, there was like a whole decade, a new decade. It was a so much. A so new opportunity, a new year, a new All this, of it. and blah, blah, blah. All of it. But in fact, what has happened is that it's not so much the vision of 2020 that has been so clear and focused and easy, but it's in the hindsight that is actually 2020. Because speaking of Jesus laying down his life, he told his disciples ahead of time at least three times that he was going to be persecuted, that he was gonna suffer, that he was gonna die, and that he was gonna raise again on the third day. So much so that even his dissenters, the people, the rabbis and the chief priests and the people who were against him, the ones who persecuted him and crucified him in the beginning, they knew. It was actually the reason that the tomb was sealed because they said, hey, don't forget, this guy said he was going to rise on the third day. So they went to Pilate and they said, seal the tomb so that the disciples can't come steal the body and make it look like he really did rise again. So he was the reason everyone knew. It was not, it was common knowledge that Jesus had claimed that he would die, that he would be dead for three days and that he would rise again. But in the moment that he actually died, I mean, his disciples watched him beaten, crucified, They watched him take his last breath. They watched him be taken down off the cross and put in a tomb and buried and dead. And I think in that moment, they probably forgot the promise and it all became senseless. And it was all like, what just happened? And where are we right now? But in the hot, but we as believers in in the, whatever century we are, are we in the 21st? 21st. 21st century. I always get that wrong. We have the benefit of hindsight because we know that Jesus died And it was the best thing that could have ever happened when he rose again because he paid for our salvation, our salvation, your salvation, the whole earth's salvation. So the benefit of hindsight is actually what's 2020. And I think that moving forward away from this year of 2020, craziness that it's been, we will have the benefit of hindsight to see that God was always faithful. We can already see it. Sure. We can see it right now. The abundance is here and now. Sure, that's a good word. It's our, hindsight's our perspective. Right. It's crystal clear when we can look back. But what if we could have, you know, crystal clear right now? What mm-hmm. if we could see that's forward or crystal clear? And I think that is the goal. Um, and God can see it. So I think leaning into him uh, when we don't know what's what, what's up, what's down. I think this verse here, verse 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I have come that they may have life and life to the full. I think this really helps clarify our vision, what's going on in the world around us and what we need to be praying for, what we need to be believing for, what we need to be understanding, what's going on and what's happening. Um, and and here's something I, I think this verse has got to get in us is I, I recently heard a testimony, a guy, he's been through so much. I mean, it was like the craziest like experience of all this I mean from being homeless all this stuff it was just like wow and at the end he was just like yeah and and instead of saying like yeah God got me through he was like and Jesus did all that to me to make me the man mm. I am today and I was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait a minute and I was like hold on a second I'm I okay no the thief comes to steal kill and destroy yes and I've come that they may have life and life to the full uh, someone might say, well, God made the devil and nothing on earth happens without God. You know, he, 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 it's God who made it all. Well, you know, he made the devil, but he made the, the devil as an angel. The Bible says mm-hmm. Lucifer. And he was, he was an angel who most likely led worship uh, in heaven. He had like, uh, the Bible says that he had like these pipes coming out of his chest, almost like a worship leader musician. And wow. that was his, his role on the earth. And God also gave free will. And so, when Satan took the free will, Lucifer, the Bible says that he was kicked out of heaven like lightning. Boom. And 
then humanity was created. And of course, Adam and Eve made mistakes. Sin was birthed in human heart. And when we give our life over to the enemy, he, he steals, he kills, mm-hmm. he destroys. But um, the Bible says that God came to give us life and life to the full. Um, in Genesis chapter 50, I believe, what the enemy means for evil, God worked it for our good, is Joseph telling his brothers, he didn't say, God sold me into slavery and yes. God put me in prison and God destroyed my life and God brought famine on the earth and God caused you to want to murder me. He said, no, what the enemy did, when he put me into slavery, when he put me into prison, when he put that murderous thought in your heart and you obeyed it, when he brought famine to the earth, God worked all of that for the good. He worked good out of all of that. When when uh, when Joseph was a was a slave, he became um, like the number one servant of his master's home, fully trusted. Then he got arrested, went to jail. Then he became a helper of the prison. He became second in command and eventually got out of prison and became second in command for all of Egypt. And, and then he saved his brother's lives who tried to murder him all because God worked it for the good. He didn't work those things for into, like he didn't work those things so good would happen. He worked those things so good so that they could turn good, right. so that they could turn into something good. He, he said, I'll take this evil murderous plan and I'll transform it into something good because it was meant for evil. Yeah. It was designed to destroy and I'll take what was designed to destroy and I'll turn it into something good immediately. And there's a really big difference. And I think what the difference is, is we need to recognize that God is not the one destroying our planet. Yeah. What's destroying our planet is man's decision to sin. Yeah. And man's decision to give over our life to the enemy, the only thing the enemy can really do to us is get us to believe the lies, okay? Yeah. If we will believe the lies, he can steal from us, he can kill from us, and he can destroy. He can cause us to go steal and kill and destroy other people's lives. But no, it's Jesus, it's God that he came uh Bring us life and life to the full. I think in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will have everlasting life, right? Will not perish. And then it goes on to say, and I did not come to condemn yes. the world. In John three seventeen, I didn't come to condemn the world. Yeah. Uh, he's come to give the world life. And so don't ever believe that God is judging you through COVID or God is judging you through all of these things. He's judged Jesus on the cross. He's judged all the sin and all humanity on the cross um, through, through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we can choose to receive that salvation, receive that righteousness and trade for our sin. I think it's really important that we understand the character of God because yep. that gives us 20 20 vision. It, it's, it, we're able to see what's up from down, what's left from right, what's right from wrong. So when we understand that God is doing good things, the enemy is is uh, doing evil things. And a liar. He's a liar. Um, when you said Roman, you mentioned Romans 8, 28, uh, God works everything together for the good, those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So he takes what the enemy meant for evil. You mentioned Genesis 50. Um, takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. That is the filter that we need to put everything in our life through because that's hindsight. Like if you know that promise, you believe that promise that God is going to take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for our good, then even when we're experiencing horrible things, we know that we once we're, we have hindsight, we can have pre-hindsight, honestly. You can say, well, God is going to, this is, 
I wonder how God's going to work this one out for my good. You know, like everything. I, I have started to say that and be like, well, this is the worst thing ever, but gosh, I cannot wait to see how God works this for my good. And he does it every time. Yeah, there's a major divine tension between God's sovereign plan for the planet and man's responsibility of obedience. Yeah. And it's very difficult to, to yeah. rationalize and get through, but the Bible says that uh, it's it's God's will that none perish, but mm-hmm. all have eternal life. And yeah. He died for the sins of the whole world. And and then you have to reconcile that with every person has to give their life to Christ. And this is where people kind of get into this battle. And you know, you've heard of Calvinism and different things like that. And there's this battle of God's sovereignty versus man's free will and humanity. And and there is a bit of a mystery there. But mm-hmm. we all have the responsibility to agree with the Lord and to go with God and what God. God is doing and God's sovereign plan in his sovereign plan, he gave us free will, Mm -hmm. which means we have a choice. And that's the complicated part. What's that actually look like? Well, unfortunately, we don't have to know. We're not God. We don't have to understand it per se. Um, We do just do our part of being obedient. And I think that's super important that we are obedient, that we are trying, that we are pushing forward and, and doing our part. And then we're walking in the grace and God by having faith in him. Yep. We'll finish up with this verse, uh, John 10, 27. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. How do you know God's voice? This by reading his word, by doing things like this with us, by diving in and understanding and growing in your knowledge of God is through his word. We are so blessed to have uninhibited access like never before to the word of God. So don't take it for granted. We thank you for joining us and we hope you have a great day and we hope that you sign up for Flourish. It's eccc.us slash flourish or slash sisterhood or that's my timer and we're done. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. This is a message for all of sisterhood. If you are a woman, you are sisterhood. Sisterhood is our identity as girls here at East Coast. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are and who we are called to be as girls who love Jesus with all of our hearts. For the past few years, we have gathered together as a sisterhood from all of our locations and hosted our Sisterhood Flourish conferences at our Merritt Island campus. But this year, our Sisterhood Flourish conference is going digital. Tickets are $20, and when you register, you'll receive full access to all online content, access to a private Facebook group just for attendees, sneak peeks before the event, and the opportunity to attend small in-person watch parties. In addition to all of that, you will also receive a gift box full of goodies and conference material to help make your Flourish experience unforgettable. We hope you and your friends join us for this fun, interactive night. Registration and more information can be found at eccc.us slash events. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. 
Hi, everyone. Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.